Hi guys, welcome back to Life of a Pro podcast. Today we are joined by Ben Fox. Ben is 23-year-old professional footballer for Burton Albion. Um, just a quick introduction before we start off. So Ben joined Burton's Academy age 12 and he progressed very well through their youth system um, before making his debut against Liverpool at the age of 18. By the age of 20, he had made nearly 40 appearances in League One and he'd been on loan to a handful of clubs. So that's led to a lot of league experience and a good insight. So this should be a good listen. And you, you take it away, Ben. Foxy, thank you for coming on and speaking to me and Sam um, to give us an insight on your career. Um, yes, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So can we take it back right to the start um, and give us a bit of insight to to Ben Fox as a young lad um, and, and what he was like um, and, and life, life as Ben Fox as a young boy? Um, so, uh, obviously, like, like all uh, young people at that age, just want to run around and kick a ball. Um, probably just kicking a ball um, from as young an age as possible uh, in the back garden, uh, doing, doing as much as you can and, and just ended up getting into it probably like six or seven, like most people. Uh, took a big fancy to it and, and cracked on from there, really. Yeah, so was it was it Sunday football, I guess? Did you come through the grassroots or was you straight into an academy? How how, how did that work for you? So I started at a team called Stake Plus Swans. Uh, a good friend, uh, now a good friend, kind of just said, do you want to come, come and play for me? Um, and I did and loved it. Uh, kind of went for trials at, at, at the bigger clubs, but got told I was too slow too heavy uh, and my dad wasn't tall enough um, for them to take me so uh, I ended up sticking around in the in the grassroots um, till I was about 12 and then Burton set up their uh, centre of excellence at the time uh, and I went for the open trial and, and fortunately um, was successful and, and went from there really. How did that make you feel as a kid when you were being told like you're, you're, you're too slow, you, your dad's not tall enough, things like that? Because that was similar to me when I was at Ipswich as a youngster. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's demoralising because they're they're at the big clubs, aren't they? Like you, that's that's what you want to. And I mean, at that age, you think I need to be at a, a big club to go and be a professional footballer. Um, you don't really see the see the alternate routes, do you? At that age, you think right, I need to be in academy and I need, and I need to go and play play for them um so I think that was it was obviously difficult but I just I think I just love football so much I, I got to play with my mates for a little bit longer uh, I was playing Saturdays and Sundays um so it probably ended up turning into a, a massive uh, a massive win for me because I ended up playing more football and enjoying it for longer um I think for, for me now uh, if I if I said to anyone I'd say go and stick around in the grassroots scene probably in, until you're about 12 12 or 14 I would for me, because it, it you you can end up enjoying yourself, expressing yourself. There's a, there's enough time for you to be, to develop. Um, that's my my personal opinion on it. Really, um, I know quite a few people that have gone from like under nines and they're now not playing it in in the professional game. You see, like the late developers, they're the ones that end up going on and doing really well. So, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting seeing lots of different different routes. And but I'm I'm quite quite proud of my my roots sticking in in the grassroots scene for, for a little bit longer. And did you, did you, uh, did you find it necessarily, like you say, it was demoralising? How did you, how did you or your family kind of keep, keep positive in that, that period of time? Uh, 
I don't know because because you were so young. It wasn't it wasn't like I was I was sixteen getting told I'm not I'm not good enough. Um, that did happen at a later date. We'll come probably come to that. But like um, it, it, I ended up just just loving the game, just wanting to run around and kick a ball around. It didn't. It, I wasn't really too too fussed at, at that age. I just it just remember sticking with me as as motivation, especially when I got into an academy. When when we did play against a team like Derby or or a team like Leicester, it was like, well, these are probably being picked ahead of me when I knew I was I was more than good enough. Um, so it probably spurred me on a little bit more than than being kind of cushy in in an academy, really. Um, so I probably it's probably used used it to that advantage, really. What was the uh, what was the biggest difference going from grassroots into an academy? Was there much difference for you, or um, probably more the the in-depth nature of the, the coaching and the, the time and the effort that the coaches went into. I remember we used to get ranked like ABC on pretty much everything, like ability to retain information, speed, like passing, all sorts. Um, and I was a C in pace my whole time I was there until under 16 where I just snuck on like a, like a lower B. Um, one of my mates used to just call me C pace all the time, just for just for cracks. So I was just just one of those ones. You just got to deal with it, haven't you? But um, so yeah, so yeah, just the just the, the probably you, you end up becoming more professional probably earlier, and then for me at like eight and nine, I think you've got to enjoy it. You've got to love the game. So I don't necessarily think you you need to have that professionalism so so early. But you do you do need to kind of get nurtured into it um, at, at a later age, really. And I guess Ben, what was it like? Obviously, for you coming through Burton, then you, you start at twelve. Um, what was that period? Because obviously, being there from twelve, and you're what now? 25, 24, 25? 23. Twenty four, twenty five, twenty three. Cheers, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, twenty three. Um, you know, you've been there ten years. What? How how has that changed? You know, it, it, do you still see that it's you know that's obviously your your boyhood club? Um, I guess um, yeah. What's the period of time been like at Burton? Uh, I mean, thoroughly enjoyable. I've had a great time um, coming through the academy. Um, probably like twelves to to sixteens um, was obviously it's a it's a difficult period growing up anyway in that time high school everything that's cracking off and. Um, I loved it. Um, luckily, um, kind of progressed through, um, got opportunities to play with the youth team pretty early on. Um, Mike Whitlow, um, who you know, Ben, it's, he's, he was great with me, um, kind of pushed me to, to be where I am, am today. So in that sense, I had a, I had a, a thoroughly enjoyable time through, through the academy and it kind of, um, I probably had a, a, a difficult kind of six months as a first year pro. So I, as I got my, my full-time scholarship, as I got offered my scholarship, we were in League Two. By the time I finished, they were in a championship. Um, so obviously I haven't developed in two years in, from a League Two player to a championship player. Um, so I think that first six months where the, the team were, everyone was brought in were, were such high-caliber players. Um, and at me at 18, it was just... It was like a game every day in training, trying to keep up with the tempo. Um, luckily enough, I, I, I was kept around the, 
the first team rather than being being put back with the youth team and um in that six months i think that was the biggest period of, of kind of development for me um because obviously we did have a 23 so you don't end up being a you've got to become a man at 18 uh, rather than getting that extra few years at um in the 23s but yeah i mean it's been great um loved it um it's been difficult at times um i think you don't realize how difficult being a professional footballer is at times mentally um but lots of positives lots of positives what um just touching on what you said earlier about you went over with the first team and they kept you around that group rather than put you back with a youth team why do you think they kept you around it rather than rather than some other people was it um, purely ability with mindset? What, what in your opinion? Well, I, um, I could run basically in pre season. We, okay. we did a lot of track days, a lot of like golf course running, and I was, I was like top, top five, top three in the running. I just knew that fitness wise, I had to, had to be up there. Um, and, it, and it gave me opportunities then to play in the first team friendlies. Which then gave me opportunities to stick around, and that's how that's how football works. You know, it works like you you have to take opportunities to then get your next opportunity. Um, did I think that my whole first year pro was going to depend on the first two weeks of pre-season? A little bit, but not as much as I thought it would. Um, a couple of other lads they they ended up playing with the training with the youth team that were um, were first year pros with me. And we we've gone different different paths, but for for me for that first kind of month or so, I was like, I was so focused, I was so I wanted it so badly, um, and it got me opportunities, got me opportunities, which is which is great. Do you think do you think being a homegrown player has helped you helped you? So obviously, you know, Ben Fox from Burton, everyone will know your your you've come through Burton through the academy from twelve, worked your way up um, to being a to being playing in the. Uh, Playing many league games for them. Do you think it's helped you being a homegrown player? Do you think that's that kept you kept you in in and around everything, or do you think it is the the commitment and drive that you've got? Um, I think, especially that first couple of years, um, I kind of think the homegrown thing helped, but my drive helped. They kind of went part and parcel. Um, I think now you, I'm I'm 23, still there, and and kind of being from from the academy like I, 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 I'm aware that I've been there a long time and the, the club has gone through changes this year but it hadn't for a few years um, but yeah for that first couple of years 100% it helped um, I think I helped help myself in what I was doing um, but yeah it was it, it definitely definitely helped definitely helped and was, go on Ben sorry go on. I was just going to say what, and then what was that period transition like then from being uh, an academy graduate and scholarship player to them feeling like a professional footballer? Because there is a big difference. So what, what is that transition like? When did you think, OK, I am a professional footballer now? Um, probably not until my third year pro, really. It was late. It, and, and, you know, at, at times, I, I, I don't know whether I'm still seen as an academy graduate. I don't think you, you ever kind of lose that lose that tag um but it, it wasn't until my third year pro when I was actually in the first team regularly um where I thought you know what um I'm a proper Burton Albion professional player um because I made I think I went on loan quite 
three or four times in my first two years. Um, I made a couple of appearances first year, a couple of appearances second year, and then in my third year I made nearly forty. Um, so that was my that was my breakout year, effectively, um, and that was where I, I really began to think, you know what, this is this is class. I'm from Burton, playing for Burton, winning. We went on a, a mad cup run, played City in the semi-final. Like it was just, it was incredible. Uh, playing some of the best with some of some unbelievable players, some class football. Um, so that was probably the the big, the main year. But the first two years was it was like working myself out as a player, as a person, um, and I did that out on loan playing games, which was the best thing I could have done. I was, I was just going to touch on that. Do you think that was... Did, at the time, did you have an under-23s or a reserve team or anything at Burton? No. no, we had no, no reserves, no under-23s. It was just like arranged games okay, every now and then if, if pros needed a game sort of thing. Yeah, I got um, so you think going on loan was a massive benefit to your career? 100%. 100%. I'd say anyone that's 18 to even 22, 23, like, go and play games. You've got to play games. Um, I learned obviously uh, so from July until December I think it was early December I trained with the first team uh, every day and then I went on loan to Tamworth who were part time in the Conference North played 20 odd games for them but was still training with the first team so I ended up getting the best of both worlds I was training at such an intense level and then playing games on a Saturday Um, same again the year after Um, I went to Solihull, didn't really work out, um, just for the way football is sometimes. Um, back to Tamworth and then I went to Gateshead and, and had a really good spell there. And then it just set me up. I went into that third year, they'd just been relegated and I was like, this is, this is it. And I'm not, no more loans. It's not happening. I want to play for the first team. And um, I made a few, played a few games and it was great, really. So, fuck seed that that Liverpool game, um, your first, you know, your, your first ever experience. What what was that like? Um, madness, mate. I was like eighteen, nowhere near it. Like scrambling in training. Never mind playing against Liverpool. How did it come um, about? Did you know you were going to be in the in the squad in the team? Uh, I'd been in the squad. So my first year pro, I'd been in the squad like eighteenth or nineteenth man. So if someone got injured in a warm up, I was on the bench. I think I made a good cup of tea on the bus. So it got me a few few travels to games. Um, so I, I think I, I was on the bench against like Fulham, um, Forest. I was 19th man, Norwich, like big teams. Um, and then Liverpool, I, I snuck on. I think there was a, a few injuries as well. And then a, a couple of goals went in and like 60 minutes I got, I came on and got half an hour. So I was buzzing. It was class. I got, I, I think... What was it like? No. What was well, what was it like? Who 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 can you remember? Any any you know uh, any moments during the game that come to mind that you think God I, I remember that tackle or you know. So I came on I came on on the left, but I was meant to go on the right, and it, that was where like it was like Klein and um, I think it was Marnie down the left, uh, down down there right, and I'd been done by a pass inside me, and he'd nearly scored. I just heard the gaffer go, get on the right like this. <laughs> oh, no. Good start, two minutes in. Um, and then there was one bit, which was quite funny. So I've, our keepers caught the ball, and I'm like, right, mid. So I've 
I've gone to sprint and James Milner's playing left back and he's he's jogging I'm sprinting and he's gone what are you doing you busy I'm that 18 James Milner I'm like oh, didn't say anything didn't absolutely but with it I was like oh no I can't believe it um but yeah so that was that was all right um yeah, it's just yeah, it's mad, surreal, surreal experience. What was um, your What was your feeling like after that game? Were you like, did you think, oh, I've made it? Did you think this is another step? What was your thoughts? Uh, I think my initial thought was, yeah, they're they're a lot better than they look on telly. Yeah. Like the way they move and like the the, the passing and, and stuff like that. But I didn't know. I didn't. I never, never once ever thought oh, I've made it. Even. Even well now, like I've never thought, never once thought, oh, you you've made it here. Like, come on, like it's not it's not really my my personality. It's not it's not the way I've been brought up to to think. Um, I just I knew that it was just such a good experience. Like my debut against Liverpool, like that's you you've done all right there. It's it's you know one to tell the grandkids, isn't it? Like one of them ones. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's all good. And fuck's sake, I guess through your time at Burton, you've you've probably had, I'm thinking off the top of my head, but I think around three or four managers. Um, what, how has that been in relation to adapting to each individual? Because, like you've said, football's a game of opinions, um, mm. and some you some someone will love you, someone will will dislike you. So, how is it? How has that been? Kind of, yeah, kind of getting to. Yeah, so I had. In that first two years um, as a scholar, um, I think I had Gary Rowett for six months, um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank for a year, and then Nigel Clough for my last six months. So it was, I think that was probably the, the toughest period in terms of managers because it kept just changing and changing. It's like another person to impress. Obviously, at that age, you just need your first pro, don't you? And then you get your next one and then your next one. Um, and I was really fortunate with with Nigel Clough. He gave me gave me opportunities, um, gave me kind of years on my contract to to play. Um, I think this is my first year where I've been um, actually out of contract in the summer um, because I always had a year after because he he saw there was signs of of, um, of development. Um, so I've, obviously that that's helped me a lot. And then this year we've had. Um, Jake Buxton and, and Jimmy Ford Hasselbank again. So it's yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting to see how different managers are um, and the way the way football is. Everyone's got their um, different mentalities, different sayings. Um, some work, some don't. Some some you buzz off. Some you like. I'm not sure that's that's what we should be doing. But I think yeah, it's you just got to take a little bit from each one. And try and make and 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 make yourself improve as much as you can. Hundred percent. Do you um? Do you do much work outside of football, like extra football sessions? Obviously, in pre-season, I guess you do a bit. But um, like how important do you think that is? Like coming up through an academy, do you think that the current academy setup is enough to become a professional football player, or do you think you need to do these extra little bits to to gain that edge? I think you've got to be doing as much as you physically can all the time. I've always been, um, it's, it's probably sometimes it's worked um, against me by doing too much sometimes, um, either picking up a little injury or um, 
being told like you're doing too much like you're you're not where you should be on game day like I think that's probably the biggest thing I'm getting better at it now where like you've got to you've got to understand Saturday's the most important day of the week like you can do every single session possible Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday but if you're crap on a Saturday you're not playing the week after I think that's something that I didn't really get my head around until um, probably the back end of that season I played quite a few games because I was trying to work on so much speed, power, core, yoga, everything, just just so I can find that extra 1% because I knew, I, I, come on, I can go again, I can go again. And then you get to a Saturday and you, you're not good. You've then got to work twice as hard as you did the week you were playing to try and get back in the team. And it's like, if you you tailor it so you're fresh, ready for the Saturday, then you then you then you're winning. That's that's the way I I see it. Uh, but it's taken me a long time to to work that out. Probably through experience, trial and error, and stuff. And has has Burton has Burton um, kind of grown as a club in that regard? Because obviously when when we were there together, Foxy, it was very much a club on the up, and it was mm-hmm. you know sports science was just being implemented at the club, etc. Um, what's the club like now? Do they support you in that, or is it still very much you kind of on your own devices? Or they have um, obviously they have sports scientists. They they have people that that help um, w- that will um, do what you want them to do. Um, it will. I, I still for me, I, I I do like training away from the club. Um, that's always been a personal preference to me. Um, just because uh, I think if I've got someone who is doing something specifically for me rather than a generic kind of group, then I'm getting better. If, if, it's, a, if it's a general kind of programme for a group that's like, right, lads, we're doing gym on a Tuesday afternoon, then I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities, but I've got something, some things that I do to make me better. That I know work for me um, so I will always always do them whether it's like glute bands before training or BOSU work or um, particular leg strength exercises like that's just the way I've I've learned to do it but coming through seeing the progression from the club now uh, then to now is frightening it's come on leaps and bounds it's, it's been a great to be a part of. I just want to move on to the subject of injuries unfortunately they are a part of football. I guess injuries are a part of any sport, but have you had any um, serious injuries in your career? Um, I was injured first game of, of pre-season last season. Um, I wasn't meant to start the game. Came on, uh, saw so getting injured in the warm-up, so I started 15 minutes, tore my cruciate uh, medial meniscus. Um, and then obviously grafted, grafted my nuts off trying to get back fit. Um, got back fit, played 60 minutes on the on the Wednesday and then on the Saturday uh, I was meant to be back involved in the squad and then and then COVID's hit um, so I didn't actually play a game for 500 days I think it was um, a competitive game uh, but I'm fit and well now um, I've played some games this season and I'm, I'm feeling really confident I'm um, just looking forward to my next opportunity my next challenge um, because I'm ready and raring to go how do you, like 500 days, you haven't played a game, how do you stay motivated 
in in that period of time when you're injured and then obviously like you said covid the weather and how, how, how do you stay motivated uh i think in injury wise I, I mean that was um that was probably the most motivated i've been trying to get back to where not even back to where i was i i, I got in my head that i was going to come back a completely different animal like someone that was going to run through everything stronger than everyone stronger than i've ever been uh, and i felt that i was i was there physically but like mentally i needed the the time of training and games um and because it was cut off at the end of the season going into pre-season that was effectively my time where i was still working out oh can i go into that tackle kind of like breaking down those barriers um, and it probably took me till the end of pre-season, which is about like six or seven week period, to, to feel like if it's between me and you, I'm going to come and smash you. And I've got confidence in my body to do that. Um, this year, like, obviously with like lockdown and everything, it's been so, so much worse than last year um, because you've got no release from it. You've got no, you can't go out, out for a meal with, with the missus or go and see your mates like like everyone like everyone everyone struggled with it um but when you're in a tough patch you want you want to find some form of release to to get out of it um especially when i was banned like january time january is a horrible month anyway and it's cold paydays like 20 years away um <laughs> so like you, you end up just it's just a horrible time um but you i mean you have to get out you have to get yourself out of it simple as that like it's it's a it's a dog eat dog environment you've got to work you work your way out of it and 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 go from there i think one thing you you've kind of for me just surmised there in a way is that football because you're a footballer and this is what people see as a, you're a professional footballer what you're kind of identifying is that you're still normal you're still mm. um you still go to bed at night with with worries mm. you still go to bed at night thinking you know, what can I do to improve my life? And, and you still go to bed at night knowing that it's only you that can, can bring yourself out of it. So I think that's really refreshing to hear that, you know, because I think sometimes footballers get looked upon as, as, as you know, the world that they do get looked, looked mm. upon at. Um, I don't really need to go into that. But I think yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm in such a privilege, privileged position. Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact. Um, I've been able to work whilst other people haven't go in day in day out hundred percent but again that, that doesn't mean that you get home after a crap day and you go oh, Jesus Christ like that was that was been bad today you still have mental mental worries but it's how it's how you deal with them I, I know now talking to you say if we did this podcast two months ago in the middle of January I'd have been a complete in a completely different headspace because I there was a point where I was going to get it got to Friday and they'd cancelled the game and then it put another week on when I was able to play again. So it just ended up being, it just ended up being a mess, a mess. Um, you, and and that's, think, that's that really. Do you think, Foxy, um, do you think that obviously, you know, we, we've discussed obviously you going out on loan, not playing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do you think, it's helped going back into because you're back at Burton now, aren't you? Full time, is it? Is it yeah, yeah. Do you feel is that why you're in a better headspace as well? Do you feel? Uh, I think so. I think you 
um, like I'm eligible to be picked on a Saturday. Like I'm, I'm not. I made the bench on on Tuesday, which was which was great to be back involved in the match day squad. Um, so that that was great. Um, but because you because I wasn't actually able to be selected because I was banned, like that's it was so demotivating because I ended up training. We we signed quite a few players in January, so I was I was training away from the group at times as well. Um, and and that, I'll work my socks off, mate. Like I'll do, I'll run and do everything I possibly can. But when I'm doing doggies and on the side of the pitch, when everyone's doing eleven v elevens and like weather's cold, like you you end up feeling like it does get to you. No matter no matter how how mentally strong you are, it does get to you. Um, but my favorite my favorite quote in the world is like, you, the day you plant the seed isn't the day you eat the fruit that's my favorite thing in the world i read that every day so like my my work that i do did in that period makes me fitter for this period so like you've got to that's the way you've got to see it um and hopefully fingers crossed that that's the way it happens that's the way it works out brilliant um i want to go back to what you said about something earlier you said um like when you got rejected from certain clubs you didn't really mind because you still just loved playing football enjoyed playing football do you still have that same enjoyment as uh, as a kid as you do now or is it more like a job now is it more like you wake up and you think oh i've, I've actually got to go to work because at the end of the day it's, it is a job it's full time that's such an interesting question uh because when you're playing it's it's the best feeling and the best thing in the world because i'm still that Inside me, I've still got that six-year-old that wants to just run around, play hard and win. That's it. But then the balance to it is when you're, when you're not playing and you can't really see a progression like getting into the team on a Saturday. Um, it is difficult and it does, it does get you down. Um, but again, yeah, you, have to, you have to get yourself out of it. Um, and that, that love of the game never goes. You don't you don't perform and, and play your whole through your whole childhood your whole life and then suddenly it switches off um it just heightens at, at, at different times um i know for a fact that when i'm when i know i'm i'm part of a squad and i'm going to going to look be be looked to be playing week in week out i'm going to be one of the happiest people alive but again, it's it's so important to have a distraction, to have an alternative away from the game that doesn't doesn't hinder football, um, that almost m makes it more enjoyable when you are training and you are playing, because you you haven't had that mental energy going football, football, football. Um, that's something I've learnt over the years. Something that I've got so so much better at now. Um, whether it's it could just be as simple as as going for a, a nice long walk with with my girlfriend um just to kind of switch switch off um and get away from from what has been at times a difficult difficult time this year so um but yeah it's 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 still the best job in the world uh and I'm still so privileged to to be in the position I'm in uh I just just want to be able to 
to be able to do it all the time. Um, but obviously, sometimes that, that isn't allowed to happen. Yeah, touch upon that. So I've listened to um, another great podcast, the High Performance Podcast mm-hmm. with Tyrone Mings. Um, and Tyrone Mings discussed um, the, the outlet that he has with business. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, that he, through his career, certain managers have found it difficult to, to allow him to, to do what he does outside of the game because I think his sole focus should be on his profession. What's your views on that? Uh, I completely agree that he should be doing what he, he thinks. Because I, I, it's unhealthy to think about football and 24-7. Like I've, I've taken up a coaching role at Burton's Academy and that gives me so much more enjoyment and, and fulfilment from taking a distraction away from me playing. Um, it's helped me see the other side of the game uh, from like a, a coach's perspective as well. Like it's, it's opened up a lot more um, kind of views on the game. Um, probably shouldn't, should probably do something away from football as well, like, like a business thing like, like he does. Um, but I do think that it's, um, it's more healthy that you have other areas, 100%. Do you um do you, do you like analyze your games and things like that? I know we spoke about doing stuff outside of football, but do you look at your own clips? Do you look at clips of other professional football players, like world class players, and think, do you know what, try and base yourself on them, or is that something you do or not? Uh, I say if I if I play on Saturday, I will watch the game and analyze it, take notes every Sunday. Um, do you find that ben- do. Do, you, do you find that beneficial? Uh, I think it makes me. It makes me more confident that um, that I have played maybe the better than I thought. I'm I'm very self-critical. Um, I'll always see that my performance has been poor rather than I was a, um, you, you're a seven out of ten today or something like that. I don't know, just an example. But like it, it helps me see what I'm good at and what I can do that works. I think that's probably the best the best thing. Obviously, I, I mean I tend to remember the the bad things quite quite comfortably um you know but make a bad pass you go oh, i remember doing that that was so bad but then you watch the game back and you see that you're actually in the right position to intercept the ball first so stop an attack and then you play that's stuff like that i think it, it's definitely more beneficial doing it that way than just playing the game moving on but that's that's probably my best way to to self-improve as well yeah because i think i think that's i, I think that's a good point there. I, think, I think football in general um, I think all players may admit it, may not, but we are in the football world very, very, we have a lot of self-doubt. Um, I think that's installed up in us from a young age in relation to how, how we're competing to be the best throughout our childhood. So, so have you found it as you get older, your self-doubt's got worse or do you feel that you're becoming a bit better now to say, do you know what, give yourself a tap on the back and say that's actually... You know, fair play. Uh, I don't know. It sometimes it 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 sometimes it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can be very much like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just a game. Crack on. Other times I'm like, oh my god, what have you done, Ben? What have you done? Um, so it, I, I'm still learning with it. I'm definitely better than I was. Um, I think. I'm very, I'm quite up and down. Need to be more, more kind of level. Not too high, not too low. That's my, 
my thing I, like, I do like to, to focus on. Um, one time I score, scored away at, at home to Bristol Rovers, 90th minute, best, best moment ever. Probably one of my best moments in the game. And I actually, I got that buzzing. I made myself ill the following week because I was too high. I was buzzing. I was just so high and then I just crashed a burn. And that made yourself ill. Like, because I was, got so excited because uh, it was just the best feeling in the world. Um, and then the other other side is we played um, Rochdale at the start of the season. Uh, no, middle of the season. Um, I didn't, didn't didn't play well, didn't have a good game. Um, and I watched that back, game back three, four times the following week. Didn't really sleep. Just wanted to work out what was cracking off. Um, and yeah, so it just kind of... It's still still learning process. You constantly learn. If you're not if you're not learning, you're losing. So um, you your own big, get there. Are you your own biggest critic, then, or do you, do you know? Do you know your, your father? So, for, for example, me, my mom was my dad. I kind of spoke to him about my games and stuff. Or or are you? Did you did you do a lot yourself? Or did you know? Uh, I'm I'm probably my biggest critic, and then my um, uh, my girlfriend and and my dad are probably my biggest supporters and my biggest fans to kind of pick me back up mm -hmm. um i mean my my girlfriend's fantastic she she always ma manages to kind of pick me up when i'm down sort of thing so if i have a bad game or a bad day then i know that that's that she's there my distraction as such like we spoke about earlier to like help help things get better um yeah it's it, it, always learning or you can always get better in, in the game like there's no there's no doubt about that. I, I, I feel like I can, I can get better. I um, think I've got a nice building block, know where I want to be, and I, I, know, I know I can, can get better. I just need a, um, the opportunity to, I think. You're obviously still young, and I'm, I'm sure you're still going to have a great career uh, going forward, but if you could tell your younger self, stepping into academy at, at 14, 13, 14, what, what advice would you give, give that boy? Your, as your younger self from what you know now um do your yoga get your yoga done because that's something that i do religiously now and it helps me a tremendous amount uh and just embrace everything everything that comes your way every training session everything that's good everything that's bad just learn get that experience because i'm 23 now and i've had so many different experiences in the game lots of different opinions and lots of different um scenarios that have made me who I am today um, and without the the bad times um, you don't become become who you are so um, I think you've just got to go embrace everything uh, and give it 110% um, well club legend at Burton now um, he always said make sure you celebrate your W's in the game make sure you do it so if it's whether it's going out for a beer going out for a meal because you there's not as many good times as there is bad times. Um, and that's probably, I, I wish maybe at the start, say like after my debut against Liverpool, I'd have, I'd have really like enjoyed it, enjoyed that moment. Um, because I, I look back now and I think, did I enjoy that moment or was I too busy focused on the next one? I think, I think the one thing that me and Sam have probably noticed more so from the, from the guests that we've had on so far, and, and when people will listen, it's solely that that football is not just about playing and it's not just about technical ability. It's, it's everything that goes with it. 
um, and that's probably made you the man you are today. I think you, you know you can hear and you can tell from how you talk, how driven you are still at 23 that you know you haven't made it yet. You know you don't think you're bigger or better than anybody else, um, and you solely you've, you've got a passion to succeed in football, and I think that's probably what has took you to where you are today. Um, so I think that's a credit to you. I think I think you know going on now and just kind of thinking what does the next five years look like for for Ben Fox? Uh, next five years lots of football definitely I want to be as successful as possible I'm, I'm going to work so hard every single day to to make sure that happens uh, have no no excuses no regrets on, on what's what's happened and what's going to happen uh, and just live in the moment enjoy it um, experience everything you can every opportunity enjoy it embrace it uh, and be happy that's that's my, my main goal over the next over the course of my life really just to be happy oh well from 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 us and certainly for myself thank you you know and thank you for your time I think you give a great insight to, to for young people what it's like being a professional footballer and it's not just all all as it's cracked up to be sometimes but um no you know i appreciate it um i don't know if you've got more anything more sam no 100 percent. i was going to say exactly the same thing what an unbelievable insight to actually the like coming up through an academy and just the day-to-day life on and off the pitch mentally the, the ups the downs everything that comes with actually being a professional footballer i think you've shown us an unbelievable insight um so yeah thank you very very much for coming on Really, really appreciate the time. Nice one, fellas. Cheers. Thanks really, for having me. Cheers, man. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Take care.